I'm Scott. Hello, I'm Julie. And this is a Good Stories Hard to Find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Indeed. Yes, and we have another uh, Indian treasure here. <laughs> and, uh, I'm so glad you think so. Here's the name of it. Okay, Mahashinti Prathakaram. Yay! Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know if that's right, I but no it sounded either. good to me. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, terrific movie. And you said that this is from the South. So it's a Malayalam movie, which is spoken in Kerala and a couple of other places that I don't know about. But it's the very bottom tip of India. It's kind of a long strip that's along the western side. So it's very um, tropical a lot of jungle a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. sometimes a lot of beautiful uh, ocean shots, Um, not in this movie. But there's another one we might watch sometime that's got a lot of beautiful shots like that. But um, yeah, so that kind of locates it for you. And so um, they actually are really great storytellers. And uh, one of my favorite Indian actors, as I believe I've mentioned before, Fahad Vasil mm-hmm. is in this movie. He's wonderful. He is fantastic. Oh, mustache good. and all. Oh, especially mustache. <laughs> this is how you know he's a proud South Indian man. Mm. I mean, there are some in the movie without mustaches that we might like also. Gotcha. gotcha. The mustache is really finishes it off. <laughs> and um, yeah, and so uh, like any foreign movie, like this it's really about all the things that we can relate to and then of course you get to see some of the fun stuff like the fact that the men wear dotis mm. d-h-o-t-i-s and that's the and that's like a long wrap around yeah kind of a linen of wrap cloth. kind of a thing yeah yeah and so they they and you see them and uh, it allows them to do that wonderful thing that's called actor business. Like <laughs> in the, we've talked yeah. about this, but a long time ago. Mm, so yep. Brad Pitt eats things for his actor business. It gives him something to do and to seem real. Uh, actors in the cigarette smoking days would do a lot of lighting a cigarette, tapping it, you know, putting it out, squashing it under their <laughs> foot. This is all just a little something extra to make the scene more full. Gotcha. Well, I don't know if you notice this, but the Indian men, whenever you see movies where they're wearing dhotis, they spend so much time pulling it up and wrapping it around their legs so they can walk fast or readjusting it yeah. or letting it down again and then doing it all again. It's like, yep, time for some business here. It right? is. And they're just like, yep, yep. We're going to yep. get in a okay, fight. Okay, I'm going to go we're talk to them. And they start, I need to wrap that thing up. That's right. And they start <laughs> pulling it up. But yeah. it made me think of when... Um, I can't remember the exact moment, but Jesus talks about girding your loins. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the exact thing. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. these long robes. You can't walk fast anywhere. You're going to go a long way. <laughs> get this thing out of the way, and you man. you get to, get to do some girding. That's right. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's right. So we don't do enough girding, girding in the United States. Oh, no. No, we've got trousers. Yep. Not nearly as fun as a dhoti. It's not. You pull your pants up before you go into the fight. It's not as good as this. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you have all those kind of things. Um, just, you know, Yeah. they're eating the rice with their fingers and everything because mm-hmm. this is just how you live in right. those parts of the country. So well, that's cool. Yeah. And it was really tropical and all of the, uh, the, uh, I don't know, like the roads were dirt and everything, you know, Mm -hmm. there wasn't, you know, people living all over the place kind of randomly, (laughs) Um, you know, uh, really interesting. And in there he has a photo, a photo studio, not a shop. It was a studio. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so we're following Mahesh. It's the the story translates to mean Mahesh's revenge or revenge. or Mahesh's retaliation. Ah, okay. So either mm-hmm. one works okay. really. Yeah. And so yeah, he's um, he's got a comfortable life. Really, he's got a girlfriend, a childhood sweetheart, mm. who she doesn't live in the same town anymore, but they talk on the phone all the time. He's been in love with her since he was ten. He inherited this Photoshop. Um, it's really a yeah little photography studio where he mostly he takes passport pictures, or um, he'll go 
do pictures of weddings and things like that. And he inherited that from his father, who's very old. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Hannah mentioned that when you see the father, he looks like he's an Indian Stan Lee. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Doesn't he? Yeah, he does. That's neat. <laughs> the hair, yep. the glasses, the whole mm-hmm. thing. And um, he's next door. He kind of shares a, a spot with a friend of his whose name is Baby. And for for fondness, he like for a fun nickname, he's called Baby Chetta. <laughs> a yeah. lot of people for a bit of a fun nickname, they're adding things onto the name. So anyway, and that guy has like a bit of a print shop. So <laughs> that's his life. And yeah. the first part of the movie, you're seeing a lot about the little town that they're living in. Yeah, yeah, it's really kind of learning how they live. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, just just watching their lives go. It felt like, yep. Yeah, and the things that are featured about him are things like when his father disappears one night and they find the father that plays into something further in the end of the movie. But these are all just incidents that mm-hmm. happen, you know. And um, then about <laughs> – and it's funny because it's a two-hour movie. But for almost the first half, I would say not a lot happens that goes towards an immediate moving plot. Yeah, that's absolutely right. That's That's how I felt. It was – Again, just watching their lives go. I mean, now that I've seen the whole movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, at, at that point, I certainly was, you know, wondering, am I, am I detecting a plot here? You know, do I see? You know, I, yeah. I feel his sadness and stuff. Um, you know, and then yeah, yes. then things started to occur. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. and then yes, and so the moving, what the really the thing that starts setting everything off. <laughs> Uh, well, there are a couple things, and we'll talk about one of them more later. But the thing that really kind of puts him in a position where he has to take action is uh, there are some local thugs. Mm. <laughs> They're the most smirking thugs you've ever seen. They get the worst looks on their face. I wanted to slap them. <laughs> but uh, somebody is complaining because they were picking on a young woman. Isn't that it? Mm-hmm. And so somebody else intervenes stop them from beating that guy up who was complaining and they start beating him up well this is a friend of Mahesh's Crispin I love it <laughs> Crispin so he's a friend of Mahesh's because they're all Christian around there by the yeah, way which is very right. common in South India oh okay good to know yeah yeah so there's pictures of Jesus everywhere um, they're going to a Christian church where I mean a Catholic church where I think it was Catholic yeah because the mm-hmm. priest was dressed like a priest yeah and sure anyway, seemed like it yep yeah, so um, so you get people who have English like first and last names sometimes because that's kind of a holdover, or sometimes Portuguese because hmm. they sent missionaries early on. But anyway, that's a side note. But anyway, so what happens is Crispin's getting attacked, and so Mahesh steps in to help him, and he winds up getting really bad, like a concussion or maybe two, and really embarrassingly delivered. Yeah. Um. But as a result of this, he's so furious that he vows he will not wear shoes until he is avenged on this bully. Right. Yep. And this movie was based on this incident happening to a friend of the writers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the rest of it is, I think, more constructed. But this actually happened. Right. It's like, I am not wearing shoes again. And um, so when the movie, the very first thing you see in the movie is you don't even see his face. You see a close-up of him uh, washing in the river and on the rocks by the river his sandals. Mm-hmm. And they're really kind of like flip-flops. And then washing his feet. And then mm-hmm. he takes a bath. Hmm. So this means something. You yeah, know? right. You have to take your shoes off when you go into somebody's house. If you're not wearing shoes, then I guess you have to wash your feet so you don't get the house dirty. I mean, <laughs> yeah, probably so. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a bigger deal it, than, it than it would be here. It was not a meaningless gesture, that's for sure. Right. Yep. Right. It was a big deal. Yeah. So yeah. this is the vow he makes, mm-hmm. and the rest of the movie kind of unfolds from all of that, and right. um, it's yeah. it's a sweet. It, it's not. This makes it sound like it's a vengeance movie, and it is, but in a normal way. Yeah. You're going to defend your honor and teach this guy a lesson, but you're not going to be awful about it. I mean, you're not going to be 
like carrying a gun and and doing a over the top revenge movie. You're not. Yeah, it's this it's is got not, a romance. This is not bang bang. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how much I love that you mentioned that. <laughs> Very fun movie. Everyone should watch it. It's so fun. Yeah. Nothing to talk about here. So, (laughs) but uh, it is not Singham, which we did talk about, which had really big revenge themes. Um, Mm -hmm. But it and it's got a very sweet romance in it. Yeah. This also seems very realistic to me. Yeah, it did me too. Yeah. And it also had. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, yeah, right around that time of this little fight that he gets in. Is when he loses his um, his high school sweetheart, or his you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if if I'm using the right term there. His yeah, yeah. yep. So, but he loses her because she marries someone else. Yeah, that was earlier in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. So he's in a state anyway. He's, <laughs> he's in, in this. A bad he's in this frame like, of mind. Yeah, he's in this <laughs> fog. You know this. Uh, um, I don't know, some malaise, I guess, you know, this, yeah. this place that he can't seem to pull out of. Yeah. He's very depressed. Yeah. Yeah. And so well acted all of it, you know, and yeah, I was, oh, I was feeling because, for him pretty hard because he's amazing. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. But anyway, so, um, and then, but then also, uh, and we could talk about the details of this later. It's also about him, even though he seems too old to be doing this cause he's not a teenager. It's him kind of coming of age and learning who he really is and what yeah. his potential is. Right. It's like, and that's actually, yeah. I think, the real core of the movie, and that's the genius of the writer and director, mm-hmm. which probably are the same person I did not look and I should yeah. have. But um, <laughs> because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's a romance. And also, don't let that guy push you around. And then the second time I was like, Oh, but look what happens to this guy personally. His internal growth yeah. is striking. It is, yeah. And so I, that's I the agree, movie. I agree with you that that's what this is, and this is it, it was really good. Yeah, it was really I'm so glad you really worthwhile it. to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just a really, really well done movie. Yep, agreed, agreed. And yeah, let's let's get into some spoiler territory. Um, Do it. Yeah, we'd absolutely. So, um, so yeah, you know, when he loses his, his sweetheart there and she marries someone else, I thought that that was so well done. He even went to the wedding and just sat outside and, uh, just looked up at her. You know what I mean? That was a touching thing. And then he, he went home and, and let his emotions out, uh, in, in, uh, solitude. Well, Um, the thing is, is that he only went to the wedding because this is another one of these things where he'd be riding his bike and kind of, you know, slowing down some and somebody comes running along and goes, Hey, I need a ride. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So he's just, where do you need to go? Oh, I got to get to the church. It's so wedding Mm -hmm. or whatever her name is. But anyway, so Mia's wedding. And um, he's like, what he's still writing him there you know yeah it's like oh no so that's why he's there at all right yeah and that whole thing about the wedding was interesting because he um everybody in the village knows that they've had an understanding and they really like each other so much so that even though the i guess it's her brother he says i've had an offer for you for an arranged wedding and and marriage and he'll she'll live in Canada or somewhere like that. But, and he's like, so think about it. Hmm. And everybody in the family thinks she should do it, but he gives her the choice because he knows she's attached. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he says, well, you can live an ordinary life here or an extraordinary life somewhere else. And when he says that she is hand washing the clothes. <laughs> and I'm like, I understand why she's tempted. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's good looking. Mm-hmm. He's straightforward. Seems to be perfectly good idea. And so we can see she loves him, but she doesn't love him enough. Yep. She's willing to take the easier way. Mm. But she also calls him and says, um, it, "It." She calls him because. He, the brother, the brother and the friend come over and and 
whoever the father may be, come over and say, okay, you need to talk to her. Hmm. Because we know you've been um, attached, but she's going to marry this guy. Hmm. Yeah. And gives him the phone. So he calls. And um, she's just crying and crying and goes, I'm so confused. I don't know how long it'll take me to forget you and everything. And he's like, <laughs> well, well, I guess you're going to find out, right? Yeah, and right. And so... I loved that because he wasn't giving her the easy way out. He wasn't being mean, but he's like, no, you don't get to do this to me. Mm. I'm not going to be nice to you about it. Yeah. You've broken my heart. Yeah. Good point. And it wasn't out of her hands. Yeah. Yeah. No, she could pick the other way. Right. And she didn't, you know, which put him in that fog, um, Mm -hmm. left him wondering, you know, because even at work, you know, he's, He's like taking these photos and they're, they're just motion going through the motions, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. Sit there and he takes a picture and, you know, cuts them out, puts them in the passport or whatever it is that he's doing. But it's just like, just busy work. It's not Mm -hmm. rewarding at all. Even though he's a photographer, you know? And then, uh, yeah. But, you know, we do see one scene where... He's thinking back, and this is after, um, what's her name, Jimsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has come in and said, I, I need pictures taken because I'm going to send them off to this, it's like a Vogue magazine or something, yeah, to see right. if I can be in the magazine. <laughs> and she's very pretty. So she's like, I need model pictures. Yeah. And he always says this routine he goes through. He goes, okay, raise your chin, lower <laughs> your shoulders, drop your chin, and then he takes the picture. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, then I have to adjust the lights. And he just touches each of them. <laughs> oh. And then he has her take the picture just like a passport picture. Mm-hmm. Except from, you know, bigger. She's like, it doesn't need to be small. I need it big like this. And she looks at it, and she's very straightforward <laughs> and says, you don't know what you're doing, do you? Yeah. This isn't at all what I needed. <laughs> yeah, she says, it's barely better than my passport. Right. Yeah, which is, and, ouch. <laughs> well, and the yep. worst thing is, it surprises him. Yep. He's like, I thought I was a, later, he says to her, well, I thought I was a pretty good photographer. Mm-hmm. But he starts thinking back to comments his father has made, and his father's a very talented photographer. Yeah, and his dad, that, that's the key thing here, I think. Vincent. Um, mm-hmm. I love yeah. him, right? You know, so earlier in the movie, we see him out in the woods taking a photo, um, you know, looking for you know, birds flying and things like that. And, and his dad, the woods, nobody knows why. Yeah. Until later when he's developing the picture much later. Right. So he kind of goes out there whenever he feels like it. And, you know, it's more of an artistic thing that he's doing. And, and he, he talks, I mean, just the way that he talked to, um, Mahesh. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was this scene, the scene was just amazing. Um, he, Mahesh is getting ready to go to work, right? He's going mm-hmm. to the shop, right? So, but it's raining, you know? So his dad is sitting out on this enclosed porch watching the rain. And Mahesh is getting ready to leave. And, he, and the dad says, yeah, where are you going? And he says, I'm going to the shop. And then he says, let the rain relent. I know. And it's just like, I mean, that's life right there. So, so the, Mahesh sits down and... And, you know, and that's his life. You know, the, the rain is the time of the life he's going through at the moment. It's oh, just that's raining on him, you know. God, that's so good. Yeah, but, I mean, it was there. I mean, the writer I put know, it there. I know, but I didn't make that connection. But it's that's like, great. it's like, let the rain relent, you know, because his dad just doesn't say much. And then he sits down. Mahesh sits down. And then they're just sitting in silence. And then the dad says, it's not a shop, but a studio. Yeah, because he says I'm going to go to the shop. Right, and he's so he's saying, you're you're looking at it wrong. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. you can think of it as a shop. That's how you're thinking of it. But mm-hmm. look what it can be. It can be a studio. It's a studio. You know, to me, that's what that is. And um, yeah, you're right. You know, and then um, as the rain stopped, and then he was getting ready to leave. He said something like, that girl cheated you, didn't she? Because he, he hasn't seen the whole story. He just intuited. Right. He kind of knows what happened. And then Mahesh kind of starts to stumble over himself and 
and just say, oh, I was the one who avoided her and all, all these lies, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just like him, just like, hey, everything's fine, you know. Um, yeah. But the, but the dad, I mean, he doesn't bite out a bit, you know. He's just like, you know, you were lost. You were lost, my son, you know. Let me, yeah. let me try to pull you back. But he just yeah. does it like with one sentence, you know, just a word, you know. It's not a shop, but it's a studio, you know. I thought that was just so profound. And, and that kind of put him on the track, you know. And then his dad developing the photos of this bat that he took in flight. Yes. That showed Mahesh. It opened him, you know. So now he's like, okay, well, this photo I just took of Jimsy is a passport photo. But the whole of life is before me right <laughs> and now i can uh, suddenly his 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 art is opened up you know yeah and they do it so well because a lot of times the father is just sitting there looking up the sky or the trees or at one point he's up in the studio and um baby chetta says um what are you looking at? Are you thinking about when you'll be with them? Because it's it's these like Christmas lights that are draped around pictures of Jesus and Mary mm, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he makes some other comment about I, I'd like to go to this like I don't know someplace sometime. And he's oh okay I'll take you. But you know what he's doing is looking at the lights. Mm. And he's every time he's doing that, he's just noticing details. And so when Mahesh has this kind of realization, he's looking then at the pictures that the father took of his Mahesh's mother with him as a baby. And they're yeah. all very artistic and they're catching her in particular moments. And he suddenly starts thinking about the bat picture, thinking about his father saying, I can't spoon feed you. I've taught you, I've told yes. you everything you need to know. That was it, yeah. And we don't know really what it was. Because we don't see any memory of that except that um, Mahesh one time was going to take a picture and he said, I want to colorize it. And the father said, I'll thrash you if you touch that That's picture. That's right. And that, that was so interesting. you know. So he's looking at these old family photos and he says, I'll just make it fresh and add color. you know. Mm-hmm. No, don't do that. It's almost like he's saying, look forward. you know. But don't don't do this. Yeah. But he doesn't explain it. This right. is Mahesh's one way to try to show creativity, and it's squashed without telling him what to do. Right. Yep. So it's an interesting moment that both shows Mahesh's lack of vision, mm-hmm. but also that the father's not really showing him that vision. But because of Mahesh having this whole train of thought and and yeah. really being crushed when she's like, I thought I was a good photographer, so you take that, and you take my loss of a woman— I'm nothing, hmm. you know, or of my, you know, my girlfriend. And that's the, when he's just sitting out there on the rocks in the, that forest, that glorious forest they live near. And they have a dog. And it's surprising because you almost see, ne- never see people with dogs in Indian movies. Hmm. But they have a dog and the dog's running down the path and it stops and looks back at him. in This really kind of fun, inquisitive way, like, do you see this too? <laughs> And Mahesh suddenly, you see him, he suddenly focuses and smiles and goes, oh my gosh, this is the seeing of the special moments. Yeah, right. Because This dad, is a moment that would be a good photograph. Yeah, his dad says, when the right moment comes, we should realize it, right? Right. And be ready to click. So simple, <laughs> right? This right. is so easy, you know? And he's like, what does that mean, you know? And his dad, that's when his dad says, I can't, I can only spoon feed you, but I can't chew it. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, and then he says, you just need to learn on your own. But he's given him what he needs. It's yeah. just he needed to realize it, you know, and, and that's well, what he yeah, did. Yeah, because a lot of his life, what you see from what we see, it's all kind of come to him relatively easily. And he's happy with what he has. He's content. So mm-hmm. he has the girlfriend who's also been liking him since they were both 10. Yeah. They would talk on the phone. Until she decided she wanted something else, he didn't have a reason to push it any further or to think that he needed any more. She did. Yeah, yeah, true. And the photo studio, he thought he was doing a good job. (laughs) He didn't know he wasn't. No one had ever shown him that or criticized him or pushed him. Yeah. 
And um, then, of course, the third bit of that is the fight where he has been thoroughly humiliated in front of the entire, well, all the men anyway, mm-hmm. of that village who are standing around watching it. They're on his side, but you don't step into something like that. That's also humiliating. Yeah. So um, he has been broken <laughs> in a lot of ways, and he's trying to deal with it. But when he gets back, the vi- when he gets his vision, he suddenly can look at the world in different ways. And so he, you know, sees the seed pod falling down, and he enlists Crispin to do it and take the pictures of the girl of Jimsy that they- he sends off to the magazine. Yeah, yeah. And um, then he starts kind of looking for her on the bus when she goes by <laughs> from his uh, balcony or the steps, you know. Yeah, yeah. And she starts kind of looking back after that one girl kind of opened her vision because she was mad at him still. <laughs> this is before the photographs had been uh, come back from the mag- with the magazine. Um, until the girl next to her says, did you see? He looks at me every day like that. And she says, He's looking at me. <laughs> what do you know about it? Oh, too fun. And then she starts responding. Yeah, yeah. But she's a real different type from the previous girlfriend. She knows what she wants. She goes and gets it. She's very direct. Um, and then you find out that, oh, no, she's <laughs> the, the guy who beat him up. His her, his name is Jimson, mm-hmm. and that's her brother. Yeah. Yeah, that conversation on the phone where she's telling him, <laughs> I am this guy's little sister. Mm-hmm. And if you have the courage, <laughs> if you have the courage to love, then we'll continue. Yeah, and come I'm down right to the here. bus stop. I'm right here yeah. waiting for you. That was that was pretty good. Yep. Yeah, because he had to think about it for a second yep. and go, how yep. do I feel? Uh-huh. And he went down. <laughs> he did, of course. He's like, yep, that's great. Well, and so the thing I like about all of this is, and what makes it so satisfying for us is, we do see him work through it, but we see when his he's hit by all those things in a row that seem so unfair, but they're all showing him something about himself. Yeah. It's you know, in, in he, those moments he can grow through it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Without those moments, but, he would have stayed as he was. Yeah. And he would mm. have been content, but would his life have been extraordinary? Instead of like the girl who, the um, the first girlfriend where the brother says, you can live an ordinary life here, an extraordinary life somewhere else. He gets to live an extraordinary life right where he is. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's living his potential. And this is the thing that happens to us. And, of course, on this podcast, we're going to say, because we're Catholics, Christians, you look at something, and I have um, a couple of friends right now who are just going through some stuff. And you cannot say, they know already. They know mm. They'll get through it. God's with them. Things don't happen for no reason. But going through it is just murder. Uh, And you can't say it to them. But sometimes you can step back and go, (laughs) oh, I could see a couple things here that have potential to be something that will make your life better later. Yeah, yeah. But the growth has to come from within. It has to come from each person working through it Mm -hmm. and and listening and being attentive. And And he had to listen. And be attentive. He had to listen to what Jimsy said instead of going, what an idiot. She doesn't know about pictures. Instead of going, my father, he's just so mean. He never showed me. There's nothing to be seen. He ponders it. He keeps looking. Mm. And not with hope, but because he's so depressed. He's like, yeah. what? what do I have to do? Oh, yeah. And, and then Love he's that. determined to um, get his vengeance because, for one thing, he made that vow in front of the entire town. He cannot wear shoes again until he beats Jimson. And in fact, there's one point where he thinks he's found him because Crispin, who's like his little sidekick, I just love him so much. He's such a good friend. (laughs) He, um, he call, he'll call him up and go, Oh, I found out, you know, you, you should stop because what is it? Um, he loves to watch the movies and he goes, Mm -hmm. here's how your life could go. You go (laughs) seek him. You find vengeance. You turn into a gunda, which is a goon. You you go to jail. This happens. And he's like, none of that's going to happen. He goes, okay, well, then I found it. His name's Jimson, and he lives here. (laughs) He's a a welder, and he works over here. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he then goes, is that when he says, get get me some number eight moon sandals? 
Yes, <laughs> at the he, end. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, well, but he does a, it in the middle, and okay. there's a point where he's not there anymore because he went to Dubai. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he went but there. There's and, a point in the middle. I can't uh, remember when. And when he does it, the uh, shopkeeper goes, "Oh, right, is it happening?" And he closes <laughs> his shop. <laughs> Everybody's like, "It's happening! It's happening!" Uh, well, of course, it doesn't happen because he's not really around. Yeah, but um. And this is out of, you know, we're not talking chronologically at this point, but mm. yes. But at the end when it happens, he tells baby Chetta, his friend, he <laughs> says, I'm doing this. You come with me. I don't care who else is there, but you come with me because you need to see it. You were there the first time. Mm. And um, because the other thing he's done, and I skipped away from that, is he's been taking Kung Fu, Kung Fu classes. <laughs> Once he discovered that Jimson... Had gone to Dubai to do uh, welding work there. He said, "Well, I guess I better get ready." <laughs> and so it's like what, uh, two grown-ups and two kids uh, or something. <laughs> and he is so not good at it. No, never ever. Yeah, you know, but he must be getting better because Jimson's gone for a while doing this job, and he has mm. time for his relationship <laughs> to develop. So yeah. by the time the big showdown comes, he's ready. Yeah. I mean, it's not, he's not wiping the floor with him, but he's equal and he wins at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Because he has the confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And he worked on it. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't just say, I'm going to take a couple classes. He's just kept working on it until he had that chance, but he was going to keep his vow. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. Get me some number eight. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight men's sandals. Oh, too funny. Oh, that's and there's great. a whole wall full of them. Everybody yeah. wears them, I guess. Right. And then at the very end, I, I loved him walking in there and yes. talking to his... It was Jimson's mother and Jimson, who was just bested, and says, I'm in love with Jimsy. You know, I want to get married. And then Jimson, Jimsy's mother, you know, she just gasped, you know, and then Mahesh, I think the last line in the movie is, Jimson, what is your opinion? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Was like, yeah. Super well, good. Well, he walks in and and he says, well, now that I've, I've beat you in the fight or whatever, he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to beat you up so much. Because Jimson says, you know, I could have taken you. And he goes, oh, I know I'm not a very good wrestler. <laughs> so he's being really nice about it. Mm-hmm. And, he, and Jimson looks down and sees, oh, he's wearing his shoes again. Yeah. Okay. And his mother goes, this is the guy who beat you? <laughs> <laughs> so when he says, I'm going to marry Jim Z and this, and the mother goes, uh-huh, that's, that sounds good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we, and we don't, and that's where it ends, except for the fact that when the credits are going, we see him driving up on his motorcycle, and here's all the girls who are in line to get on the bus when it comes, and she gets out of line and, and rides behind him proudly on yeah. his motorcycle. So we know that Jimson can't say a dang word about it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. They have to respect each other. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking about Jimson. He is a horrible bully, and he needs to be taught a lesson. However, he also is not having his best moment when that fight happens. Yeah. The Jimsy tells Mahesh that he got sent home by his supervisor who paid for the trip. So he got laid off. Oh yeah. And his grandmother has just died. Yeah. Cause they talk at the grandmother's funeral. Interesting. Yeah. So he's going through, and of course this is me projecting, but you know, he's not on top of the world either. Mm-hmm. He's kind of back where he used to be. Yeah. And you see him uh, when he's on the phone saying, well, and she's like, the sister's calling him. Jimsy is calling Jimson saying, oh, grandma died and we know you're working and you can't come back for it or anything. But I just wanted to let you know. And she hangs up the phone and he just sits her on the bed and he's not looking happy. He's looking depressed. Hmm. Yeah. So I kind of thought that was interesting too. He's not just walking around cocky. The whole, I mean, he is, he's with his friends, but you know. Yeah, yeah. A reminder that, you know, everybody's going through something. Yeah. Yep. You don't even know. Even the bullies. You don't even know. the jerks. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, you know, that's a good reminder for us, too. We don't know what's going on between that person and God ever, you know. Well, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, there's always redemption possible. That's great. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it touched me in that way. I mean, just, just this whole thing, it was almost like he was, you know, Mahesh. It was like all these pieces moving around him, you know, and everybody had to do their thing for him to do his thing. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? And again, I mean, right. it, it, that, that is where the growth happens, right? He, he, uh, he, he gets these disturbances in his life and his reaction to those is what makes him who he is, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can react negatively and just be woe is me or which is what he was doing until he right. was shaken away, shaken out of it by Jimsy, really. That disappointment after that photograph right. was like, what? what is going on with me, you know? And uh, he started to come out. And then with his dad's guidance, you know, his dad, mm-hmm. I guess, could be God, right? Because um, I did like, you know, in that way, you know, I can only spoon feed you, but I can't chew it. You know, that's kind of like God <laughs> is with us even. You know, it's like, here's here's everything I have for you, right? But you still have to do it, you know? Yeah, you have to even be open to it. Right. And 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 I think, too, it made me think of, you know, like parables and things where God will say something, but you may not understand it right now, but you may understand it later. And I think mm-hmm. that that's kind of what happened in a way with Mahesh, too. It's like mm-hmm. he, he, came well, to, he came to understand that wisdom later. Right. Well, and the other thing is, is... Um, I just like the fact too that it was through the, it is through the people in his life and this yeah. is how it is you know one is is you know personal relationship changes the girl leaves him another he's humiliated in front of everybody but it's the whole town they're on his side they're pulling for him but again they can't chew it for him he's got to yeah. do it himself and mm-hmm. then um when he's challenged by Jimsy that's work a work challenge yeah. And then his father, his family. So it's the whole fabric of his life. All these little nudges come from, from all these areas. It's what do you do with it? Yeah. Um, and it can be because God uses all the people in our lives too. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he's necessarily nudging them, but they are who they are. And we're where we are for a reason. You know, God put us in our family, in our town, in our country, in our everything. He wants us here to be fully ourselves because it's by doing that that we touch other people and allow them to become fully themselves. I mean. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful concept. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, this is why. We're born now talking on this podcast now <laughs> instead of doing whatever, writing letters to each other back in the 1300s. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, that wasn't our time. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it's like this idea of vocation, you know. So it's like only after all these things happened to him and only after he gained the wisdom he needed to move through that, only then was his like life fully blossoming. And yes. it's like, you know, when you do do the things that God wishes, that's what happens, right? If You right. know, with vocation or, I mean, everything's vocation, but it's just like, you know, when, when you feel like you're doing the things that God is pleased about and wants you to be doing, when you feel like you found your life's work, um, your purpose, right? That's when mm-hmm. happiness is there and um, things really move forward. Well, and also, and I can't think of exactly how to express it, so I'll just tell you what, you, you, you were talking about vocation and doing what you feel is right, and sometimes, of course, we get stuck working in a still mill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we find it somewhere else. You have to do that. You have to earn a living and support your family and do whatever it is, and maybe it's not very fulfilling, but you have your friends, you have your family, and I was thinking, you made me think of... Um, You've seen the movie Chariots of Fire? Sure, yeah. So I always think of uh, the guy in it saying, mm-hmm. who's going to be a missionary mm-hmm. and go to China and everything. But first, he's in the Olympics because yeah. he's a very fast runner. So, But he says, he's telling somebody, he goes, God made me fast. 
And when I run, I feel his pleasure in, in how fast I'm running. Yeah, that's it exactly. You know? mm-hmm. Right. And so that's not really his vocation. I mean, for a little while when he's chosen to be this runner, he is. But his real vocation is later to be a missionary. You know, he gets attention for not running because he won't run on Sunday. But yeah, yeah, it was Sunday. But um, but it's also just him doing what he was made to do, like running fast or whatever, brings God pleasure because God enjoys seeing us in all the things that He created us with. It doesn't always, yeah. yeah, It's not always vocation. Yeah. Yeah, it's sometimes it's like Mahesh looking and suddenly taking great pleasure in seeing the way the dog's looking at him and. And seeing that, you know, just the smile on his face when he sees the seed puff coming down and then thinks of the idea later. Yeah, um, that's true. He's just taking pleasure in the world around him mm-hmm. because he's seeing it with new eyes. Yeah. I so love this, that. It, it works into mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, vocation and everything. It's, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. But I wanted to mention, we, you and I were talking about some of this funny small town stuff. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just wanted to mention what a couple of those things were. Oh, yeah. yeah I love just it love so it. much. So mm. there's, because a lot of these things are a little bit throwaway, although when I was watching this, and this is my third time, I was making notes and I was like, oh, I see how all these things that are seemingly not related actually lead to a chain of events that gets Mahesh into the fight. Mm. And I think I had the wrong thing before about, um, I definitely had the wrong thing before about um, them defending somebody who, because a girl was getting beat up, it was different. So what it was is, so you have the guys hanging around who talking about, arguing about who's supposed to manage the grove income of this new grove Mm. for this husband and wife who are off living somewhere else. And the husband left it to somebody's charge. Is it the brother-in-law or is it the brother? <laughs> they call up. Mm. It's the middle of the night, wherever they are. So, it's, it's like London or America or wherever they are. And the husband answers the phone. He goes, of course I left it with my brother. He hangs up. That guy gets told the other guy's unhappy. But then you see the wife sitting up in bed going, what was that about? <laughs> you said you'd leave it to my brother-in-law. How is he going to get any help? So, or I mean, to her brother, she says, his mm. brother-in-law. He calls back. <laughs> okay, change it. So yeah. then the other guy's on top. And then she goes, why did you call? Now it's going to look like I nagged you into doing it. That's not right. They already say I pick on you and you're henpecked. He's like, so what do you want me to do? Because he is henpecked. <laughs> so he calls back and changes it again. So the guy who got it given to him and then taken it away second, <laughs> given it to him second, his brother-in-law, he goes home. He's bicycling home, really mad. <laughs> And he runs into a guy who's got a box of a box or a bag of fruit. Is uh-huh. that it? Yeah. And is riding Sounds a bicycle right. mm-hmm. or walking. And that gets knocked all over the road. And before they can pick it up, the school the grade school across the street, they start singing the national anthem. So the guys have to stand there like at attention while the national anthem's being played, uh. watching the fruit as a truck runs over it, giving each other these looks. And when he gets done giving the look, when the na- anthem gets done, the guy who made him drop the fruit goes racing away. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the school kids come running out and they all grab all the fruit while the two guys are chasing each other. <laughs> so the one guy who's really unhappy goes home and he's really mad at it, about everything. And so he starts beating his wife because of the TV show that he doesn't want on. <laughs> and the wife, mm, yep. the mother-in-law, calls... Baby Chetta, it says, he's, you know, he's beating her. He's beating your sister. This is really awful. You have to come. So he's talking to her on the phone, but he runs out of battery. So he goes to get the battery charged. And the thug, Jimson, is getting a Coke or something. And this guy, Baby Chetta, pushes past him. And Jimson's like, hey, I was here first. And the guy in the booth ignores him while he's trying to help get the battery charged. Uh. And that's when... He starts picking on baby Chetta, and then Jimson runs in to defend him, and then there's a huge fight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Chain of events. But it's a little series mm-hmm. of really funny 
events. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't know, remember how it happened, how the guy wound up with all these situations happening. It's just, all these things are just hilarious. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it was, uh, it, that was hilarious. Um, Especially the thing yeah. with the fruit. With the, uh, and the thing with the fruit and the thing with the couple in bed. <laughs> you know, okay, yeah. I'll call him back. I mean, that, that made me laugh out loud. Uh, you know? And she's, she's like, like Good. how dare you say my name? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah right. This, right? Yeah. Oh, it was it was just awesome. Yeah. And then you know, I was like, "You're not going to call him." Oh, he called him back. <laughs> and it's yeah. the poor guy that's answering the phone and telling these yeah. two. And he's uh, like, "I'm not doing this anymore." Not doing this anymore. And walks away. <laughs> no more. Oh, too good. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> uh, yeah. And, and yeah. then that last time when the phone rang, it's it's in his front pocket, and everybody turns and she looks at him. Looks at him. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't want to answer this phone. <laughs> oh, too good. Yeah, it was so yes. well done. So well done. Yeah, yeah. it really, it, you, get, you get all the local flavor and um, all the charm and little funniness of things like that. But then also the bigger story. Yeah. That's just so cool. So the, the director was Delish Pothan, or Pothan, okay. and the writer was Siam Pushkaran. Okay. And I was just wondering if uh, those no, were famous in any way, but it's just well, very cool. Maybe, just but not. Feels like a movie to someone us. made in their backyard almost. <laughs> yes. You know? Um, but yeah, it's really good. Yeah. 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 Looks well, like he's it's done definitely three. more like an indie movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, because there's only the only dance that's in it. Is um, the flash mob yeah, that happens? That's right. Because it was made in 2016, and that's <clears> when it was more of a thing. <laughs> at, or you know, I mean, not yeah. really, but in that small town, and they do it. And she's Jimsy is the main dancer. Yeah, you see him watching. He and the guys from up on yeah, the balcony. Yeah, they're all up there. And I loved when the, mm-hmm. when it was over with. Uh, somebody said that was a flash dance or something like that, and. Um, there was a kid there who was like flash mob, you know, it was just yes, funny how they yes, did it. Yes. It just made me chuckle as well. It was a bash, yeah. a bash mash or something. <laughs> it was really funny. Flash mash yeah. is what they called it or something mm-hmm. like that. Yes. It yeah. was really funny. And then the kid is what knows what it's called. Yes. Yeah. Too funny. So yeah, this, this director has been in, um, as an actor, like, Looks like sixty-eight movies, <laughs> and huh. then he's only directed three. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, how fun. Yeah. Well, because I was looking at the um, the three that he directed, and I was like, well, at least at least one of them, and maybe both of them, I would like to see. Yeah. I haven't really looked into them that much. You so know, his latest one is called Joji, and it stars. Looks like the same writer. Stars uh, our friend Fada Fasil. Fada Fasil? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joji, you know. an engineering dropout and the youngest son of a rich family, lives with his aspirations of becoming super wealthy. Driven by greed and blind ambition, he decides to execute his plans following an unexpected event in the family. Why would you not want to watch that? Of course you do. <laughs> well... Yeah, and it's the same writer, same director. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's the one I was reading about. Going is that that's a romantic comedy, right? So. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, yeah. I would suspect that it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a kissing movie. <laughs> Without <Ooh>. kissing. <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. Well, I've seen. I think I've seen four or five of. Fahab Vasil's movies. Oh, that's cool. And two of them I really liked, one of which this was one, and the other Kumbalangi Nights, um, really good. And the other two, he was, of course, wonderful in them, but they were really, one was a version of Macbeth. Mm. It was just kind of really mm-hmm. hard to get through. It was very dreary. And um, although interesting, because it was on a rubber plantation in South India or something, and then the other was um, about somebody who's looking for gold in them, their hills. Mm. And um, 
it was it was crazy. Hmm. It was just surrealistically nut job. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Really good in a lot of ways, but not something I'd ever want to watch again. You know, just. But he's in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lots of rabbit holes to run down. If yep. you got the time. If you got the time, yeah. But it's great. Yeah. Too fun. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Thank you so much for introducing me to this movie. You're welcome. Um, it really is terrific. It's, yeah. it's just so, I love it every time I see it. Yeah, and I, I guess we should say um, I, I had to find this on that Enthusian oh, site. Enthusian. Yeah, Enthusian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I watched it there. Worked me too. just fine. Okay, good. Yeah. I didn't know if you had this on DVD. I wish. Mm-hmm. I keep looking for it, but I can't find it. Ah, uh, Okay. Gotcha. It needs to go on the shelf in the pool room. Exactly. Yep. That's why we need it. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't find it. (laughs) Because the captions on Enthusian (laughs) are not the best. Yeah, yeah. But it worked. But it was fine. It was fine. Exactly. Yep. So. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Well, should we, let's see, what do we got next? What is next? Let me call this up. It should be up to your stuff now. I think it is. And yes, The Invisible Man. By H.G. Wells. Ooh. Yeah. Have we yeah. done? I don't think we've done H.G. Wells. No, have we? We did the War of the Worlds. Did we? Didn't okay. We? Yep. Um, wow. Quick look before it's we crazy we say that, that. Uh, I don't remember all of it. Yeah. Well, the War of the Worlds, episode okay. 188. Good heavens. Yeah, good heavens. <laughs> I, I think I could see why we might not remember stuff. <laughs> we've got a lot of episodes. 188. Yeah, okay. I, do, I do remember it now. Yeah. But, yep, too fun. So, yep, that'll be enjoyable. Yes. And, and then, uh, surprisingly, not in October. Yes, surprisingly, because we have different we, things for October. We do. <laughs> but we'll talk about those in October. Absolutely. Later. Love it. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yes, thank you. And, we'll and now Scott back. is going to uh, gird his doti up. <laughs> I am now girding. <laughs> Yeah. And go take some pictures. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> okay. Take care, everybody. Back okay, in yeah, a couple of weeks. <laughs> That's right. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.